He wants you to be like Him. He wants you to look like Him, to move like Him, to act like Him, to love like Him. And unless you know Him, you can't be like Him. And, and I'm going to just confess my own sin today that I have felt like my heart has gotten hard. And it's my fault. I can't blame it on God. I can't even blame it on the, the negativity of the world. It's because I've been so focused on my life and the things I've been doing that I've neglected that I, I see the picture of that electric car and, and, and that lady takes the plug and plugs it in. That's us. That's us. Plugged into the vine. Jesus. Right? If we stay plugged in, we, we are going to have His lifeblood flowing through us. An IV of Jesus. Can you imagine that? You can't be sick if you've got the blood of Jesus running through you. And I'm talking spiritually speaking here. And that's why Jesus is saying, come, are you really thirsty? Then plug in. He's done everything he had to do. Now it's up to us, his church, his people, his, his children. You are a child of God if you've confessed Jesus as Lord. How many have neighbors who aren't saved? If they're watching online, I hope they don't see my hand going. <laughs> There's a whole world out there that's dying and that needs Jesus. What are we doing? And listen, you have to be healthy first. If, if you're sick, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. That's why, and I stress this, as a Christian, as a believer, you have to believe first. You have to have Jesus in you first, right? And beyond that, then you can start helping people. And that's my message today. Is Again, and I had a whole message on pain why does God allow pain and suffering? The whole message. I had it done. I had PowerPoint ready. And two days ago, I was like, uh-uh. I'm like, come on, not this again. I have things to do, places to be. So, he blessed me with a night without sleep. So, if I look ordinary, I am. Because I didn't sleep last night. And it's like, Lord, what are, you, what are you trying to do here? And he just said, look, I want one thing from you, Norman. Ooh, he used my full name. He, at least he didn't add James. Oh. And I, if, when I used to hear, Norman James, I knew I was in trouble. It was like he just said, I want one thing from you. I want you to obey me. I'm like, oh. anything but that. I had a good message. I thought. Lord, just speak to this people today. I just pray, Lord, that whatever you want to do here, maybe, it's, maybe you don't even want me to, to preach a message. I think you already have, but whatever you want, Lord, just prepare our hearts today. Soften them. Start with me. Take this hardened heart, Lord, and shatter it so that it would be pliable in your hand again.
Lord, do that with all of us. Those watching online, this world, Lord, is, it's corrupt. Everywhere we look, it's, it's, it's upside down. It's turned around. It's backwards. What's right is wrong. What's wrong is right. Sin is rampant on, on this planet today. And Lord, you have a, a purpose for us, a mission to get to know you, to fall in love with you, and then to go and share that love with others. Help us to do that as only you can. We pray this again in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. This is what we're about. Can somebody repeat this with me? Not the top part, just the helping others. Helping others prepare for eternity. If we really care about our neighbors, about our family members, about the world at large, then we will do all we can to make sure people know who our Savior is. I believe this generation is facing the greatest challenge that we've ever faced. Alternately, I believe this generation could see its greatest victory over the kingdom of darkness that it's ever seen. What's going to determine it? I believe whether failure or victory, it all rests on how the church of Jesus Christ responds. If we respond. Will we take our place in history and do the, the work of the kingdom? And I, I've been sharing for the last couple of weeks what that mission is. And, and, and I said that when Jesus was asked, what are the greatest commands? And he listed the two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and body. And the, and the second one is similar. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's our mission. And then the Apostle uh, Paul said in, in uh, Ephesians, he said that we all need to be doing the five-fold ministry, the work of the kingdom. And, and I wanted to just put this up behind me. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. What are they? The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Now don't discount who you are or what you're doing for the kingdom. Everybody here is needed. This little list right here has to do with training, preparing you. How many years did Jesus spend with his disciples? So they had God, the Son of God, teaching them for three years, and then he released them on their own. You have people like me. It might take a little longer. <laughs> I'm not God, aren't you glad? But this list is so important. And I, I think that in the church, we've lost the calling with some of these people, and we need to re-implement the apostles, the prophets. And, and I'm Julie. That was a great word. Again, do you consider yourself a prophetess? No one's ever said you're a prophet. But I, I would certainly consider you to be one. You know, the evangelist, that, that's a, a ministry in and of itself. It's, it's the person that can't contain what's in them. They have to share it. They have to get out there and, and tell people about Jesus. Is there anybody in here like that? 
Bonnie, a couple hands going up. Pam, are you? Kelly? Didn't mean to sound so surprised. <laughs> it happened earlier with somebody. What is the responsibility of this fivefold ministry? It is to equip God's people. Let me say that again. To equip God's people. Are there any God's people in here today? All right. So everybody here fits this, right? You online, you fit this. To equip God's people to do His work. Not our work. His work. And that will build up the church. Do you see it? When we do it God's way, when, when we separate ourselves for the work of the kingdom, and I'm not saying 24-7, I'm saying though, we need to do more. If, if we really see this world dying and going to hell, which they are, without Jesus they are, if we see it that way, how can we sit here week after week and, and just come in and get fed and then go home and forget about it? We can't. We build up the church, which is the body of Christ. What's the alternative? Pass, to, to watch the world pass us by and let our hearts grow cold? <laughs> that's what we've been doing, a lot of us. I don't know about you, but that's not going to work for me anymore. I feel like the Lord is just challenging us today in such a way. He wants you and me to get His heart today. He wants us to experience his broken heart over every person whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life yet. He wants all men, all women, all boys, all girls to go to heaven to be with him forever. I've been a Christian since 1981. Everybody say that's a really long time. Because I was 23 when I met the Lord and gave my heart to Him. Since then, I've witnessed such a change in this world. And I think perhaps the greatest has been the uh, increase in the way that we communicate and in how fast it is. You know, you can literally communicate with somebody on the other side of the globe within seconds. We've never been able to do that before. And that means that, that news and gossip, or news, or news that is gossip, travels at the speed of light around this planet. In simpler times, if you think about it, you would get the news at the water cooler in the office or the ladies would be out hanging their clothes up on the, the clothesline, and that's where they'd get their news. Maybe when they came to church, the, the pastor, if he was current on things, he would share some things. But it was nothing like it is today. The church is so needed today. Now, with, with the advent of this lovely device, TV, the internet, computers, we're able to communicate so quickly with anybody on this planet, including the bad news. You know this? All right, you need to give me back control. The next slide, would you? Or did it freeze up? Okay. We're done with that. Unless you could get it turned back on again. Today, news isn't news unless it's bad news. You know that. 
and it's disheartening, and it affects us in a negative way. As we watch this script unfold, and I, when you look at this, it, it's almost uncanny, but Matthew 24, Jesus is trying to describe for the people that are listening what's going to happen in the last days. In John, uh, Matthew 24, 4, he said, Don't let anyone mislead you. Many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. Now, don't be looking for somebody to say, I'm the Messiah. What he's saying is, people are going to act like they have all the information you need. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to the lies that are coming out of people who are anti-Christ. That's not God. They're not speaking for God. They're speaking for the devil himself. They will deceive many, he said, and you will hear of wars. Huh. Now, I'm not saying this hasn't happened over the last 2,000 years. Plus, I know it has. But it's, it's, it's everything lining up as it is. Rumors of wars, threats of wars. Don't panic, he said. Yes, these things must take place. But the end won't follow immediately. So we've been seeing this for the past century and more. Wars and rumors of wars. Just look at the global landscape right now and what's happening all around this world. One little match could light the fire. It would, be, it would happen so quickly. Verse 7, nation will go against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines. Are there any hungry people on this planet today? There will be earthquakes. Anybody hear of any earthquakes lately? In places that normally you don't hear about earthquakes? <laughs> this isn't necessarily good news, verse 8, but all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Woohoo! Why do we need Jesus? Because <laughs> it's not going to get much better. Verse 9, then you will be arrested. Here it goes. Persecuted. Now, he's talking to, he's talking to people who are his disciples. He's talking to us in the future generation. Then you'll be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You'll be hated all over the world because you are my followers. Boy, have we seen that. Not so much here. Not so much here. Listen, somebody calling you a name is not persecution. Somebody coming in, cutting your head off, that's pretty much persecution. And that is happening all around this planet. If you represent Jesus, if you tell people that you love the Lord, they will put you in prison in many countries today. It's happening. And many will turn away from me, verse 10, and betray and hate each other. Oh, this part breaks my heart. Church, we should be so close to each other. We're not our own enemy. We need to pray for each other. We need to lift each other up. And trust that God is knitting us together. You can look around this room and you can go, well, I don't like those people. Man, you, got, you need to change that cold heart. Because if, if you feel like this is where you're supposed to be, this is what you get. You get ordinary past your norm. Yeah. Verse 11, and many false prophets will appear and will deceive many. Ah, yeah, I'm back up. Thank you. Didn't see that. Last part of this. Sin 
will be rampant everywhere. This is my highlight. It would have been in red because this is Jesus saying it, but I, I don't have that. Sin will be rampant everywhere and what? This is, I stopped in my tracks when I read this. And I thought, Lord, I don't want to be this guy. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. It doesn't say the love of all will grow cold. But the love of many. And then the positive part. But the one who endures. Say that to your neighbor. The one who endures. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. What does it mean to endure? Survive. It's a good way to put it. Others? Remain faithful. I like that one. Carry the cross. Pick up your cross. Follow me. The one who, if I can put it in simple terms, the one who doesn't give up on Jesus. The one who doesn't give up on Jesus. He's never going to give up on you, but you can give up on him. In church, I have seen this with my own eyes. People who have, the world has taken its toll on them and they've walked away from God. It breaks my heart, and I know it breaks his. Don't be that person. Verse 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be what? Preached throughout the whole world so that all nations, or this is also translated people, so that all people will hear it. And then the end will come. According to many scholars, they believe this is the last thing that needs to happen before Jesus returns for his church, his glorious church without spot or wrinkle, his bride. Let me go back to what I shared when I first came up here. And I meant to bring my Bible today and I forgot, didn't I? I told you I needed to bring my Bible today. If only I'd listen. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. Who is the Bride? You and me. We're the Bride of Christ. Who is saying come to people? The Spirit and the Bride. You and me and the Holy Spirit is saying to people, come. What are we telling them to come to? Jesus. Yes, it's so simple. Oh. I believe we're living in the last days. Or as close as we can get without it being in the last days. There's an urgent need more than at any time in our history, to share this good news, to tell people to come. Come and experience living waters. Come and experience the bread of life. Come and experience God's love for yourself. There's no comparison. None. There are none that compare to Him. In his book, Tempered Resilience, and, and I've been reading this for one of my classes, Todd Bolsinger said this, he said, Christianity is faith and practice as a response to the saving grace of God. When we call ourselves a Christian, what we're saying is, I believe, first and foremost, I believe that everything Jesus said, he did it for me. And every promise that's in Scripture 
is yes and amen in Christ. And I believe that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I believe that just the natural response that comes out of me should be, Lord, what can I do? What can I do to reach people for you? What do you have for me to do? What's my mission, Lord? Knowing that we've been saved by grace and not by works, emphasizing that, you can't labor and win your way to heaven. So I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about earning your way to, to heaven. You're, you're saved by grace, and that's, if I can say it, it's free. It's not free to God, but it's free to you. As a result, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, if you've been cleansed by His blood, then your name has been written in heaven's roster in what some call the Lamb's Book of Life. And I wanted to, to put it up here just real quick. I'm, I'm going to skip this part. But look, just jump down there uh, to... Uh, Chapter or verse 20. Don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. We should be so excited about what God has done for us. That he's partnered with us. And these guys came back. 72 of them Jesus sent out. And he told them to go out and pray for the sick. Preach the good news. And they did it. And God showed up in a big way. And people were getting saved one after another and healed one after another. And they came back and they were so pumped that God was using them. And what did he say to them? Don't worry about what happened. Just realize that when this is all said and done, you've got a ticket to heaven. We should all be excited about that. Amen? I know I am. The church has so much work to do. We're not only expected to buffer the darkness, but to brighten the path that leads to Jesus. I know you've seen this before. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is what? which means wide. And its gate is wide for many who choose that way. Notice it's a choice. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. When we read this, we should never gloat. Dummies. They had to get smart. Trust Jesus. No. What it should do to us is break our heart just as it did Jesus' heart. Realizing that the world around us is dying and going to hell. And it is a choice that they've made, but could it be it's a choice because they haven't heard They haven't had somebody come to them and tell them about Jesus. Now, assuming that most of you are born again, that you've trusted Jesus with your heart, with your mind, your soul, your body, how many in this room would say, by an upraised hand, Pastor Norm, somebody either led me to Jesus or some of the things they said to me helped me to get to church where I could be led to Jesus, or somebody led me to Jesus in their living room, or somebody opened a Bible up and said, you need to read this, and I read it, and it changed me, and I accepted Jesus. How many, somebody influenced you? Raise your hand. Are there any hands? Keep them up, please. 
Anybody? So is there, okay, put them down. Is there anybody here that God spoke directly to you and because of that, you came to the Lord? Don't, don't be embarrassed. One, two, three, four, five, six. So out of a, I don't know how many are here. Haven't seen the count. But would you say the majority were led to the Lord by someone? What does that tell us? Can the Holy Spirit speak to you and, and bring you to Christ without anybody else's help? Absolutely. And by the way, the Holy Spirit's working even through us. I mean, it's not us doing it. He's partnering with us. Partnering with somebody to help lead us to Christ. I love this. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on Him to save them unless they believe in Him? How can they believe in Him if they have never heard about Him? How can they hear about Him unless someone tells them? How can... How will anyone go and tell them without being sent? And that's why the Scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. Every person in this room is a missionary for God if you believe in Jesus. Every person in this room has feet, I think. And your feet are beautiful to those who you share the good news with. And that's what this church and others like us should be doing in these last days. We have one mission, according to Jesus, and that is to preach the good news. Amen? Hallelujah. What is the good news? For God loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. How many have this memorized? Anybody? All right. Pretty, pretty key. I think it's probably one of the most important scriptures. Who said it? Jesus said it. So <laughs> he's talking about himself. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one... He could have said, for God so loved the world so much that he gave me. But he didn't do that. This is what people need to hear. There's no other way to heaven but through Jesus. Jesus. We're an exclusive club. According to the Bible, there's only one way to heaven. Through Jesus. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, judge the world but to save the world through Him. As I start to close, I have no idea what this is going to look like. I had a, another passage that we often don't share this because some of the manuscripts end at verse 8. But it's at the end of Mark 16. The thing is, is and I, I'm just throwing this out there if your Bibles don't have it. Um, well, let me read it first. Mark 16, 15 to 18. And then he told them, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. There are two of the major manuscripts that we rely on that don't have this. But there are hundreds of other manuscripts that do. Some of them dated very early or shortly after the disciples or apostles went on to be with the Lord. So I personally believe 
that we can trust this. And the next part of this passage says this, and I think this is where a lot of them are like, uh-uh, this can't be from the Lord. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will? Oh, wow. They will? That, that doesn't just roll off your tongue, does it? Anybody exercise a demon lately? They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. What's that talking about? Anybody know Spanish? No, that's, it's a heavenly language that God gives you as you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. I believe that because of a lot of modern feelings, they have removed this. And I think it's too important not to include it, because it's, it's almost a direct quote from Matthew 28, but it, it's, it's got a little more there, right? This is what the church is supposed to do. How many agree that we could do this? We could do what this is saying. Should we? <laughs> Should we? Really? We can overcome the darkness with the word of our testimony. We do that by praying for people. We do that by fighting our cold hearts. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Can you say that with me? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. We're not defeated. The devil is defeated. The darkness is defeated. But looking at this world, you wouldn't know that. Looking at, and I'm going to use the church, looking at the church today, the modern church, you wouldn't know that. We've been browbeaten kicked to the curb, told that we don't matter anymore, and yet, this is exactly what people need. This is what's going to set them free. For whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And there's only one way to be free, and that is to trust Jesus. And the only way they're going to trust Jesus is if somebody tells them. Brings me full circle. We're here to help others prepare for eternity. Would you stand with me? Lord, you... You've given everything so that we would have life and life to the full. You set your title aside when you came as the Son of God. You came in the flesh to show us the way. You lived your life for some 33 years to model what we're supposed to do. First and foremost, you had a deep relationship with your Father. And I know, Lord, that you want us to have that same relationship with you, with the Father. Lord, today, I pray that we would use your model as an example for us to follow that we would do what we need to do to make sure we're plugged into the vine, Jesus, and not to let our hearts get cold. Lord, that we would refresh and renew ourselves as we pray, both in 
English and in the Spirit as we read the Word of God, as it changes us from the inside out, as we feed on the Word of God, the rhema, the very bread of life. I believe it will change us, transform us, and make us into the people you want us to be. Lord, give us the courage to share what you've done for each of us, to share our testimony with this world that is so desperate, to let our light shine, Lord, in the darkness. Help us not to listen to that little voice that's telling us otherwise, that's lying to us, that's telling us we can't do this, we shouldn't do this. We're not capable of doing this. I pray, Lord, that you would just break off the hold of the enemy that's on us and over us. And Lord, that we would begin to move and act like your people, like your church, the body of Christ. Lord, release your Holy Spirit in this place today. Holy Spirit, we need you so much. We're desperate for you. If there are any here today that would say, I've fallen short of God's standard. I know I've sinned. I know that I've... I'm just now... If, if my heart were to stop beating today, I wouldn't be ready. If that's you, would you just put a hand up real quick? I want to pray with you real quick. Anybody here? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody here is born again. You're ready to go if that trumpet were to blast right now. Yes? All right. Well, let me ask you this then. Christian, disciple, are you doing what you're supposed to do? You're born again. Are you staying plugged into the vine? Are you letting God fill you so that you can go out and spill all over others? Raise your hand. All right, all right. I'm not raising mine. A lot of hands didn't go up. So what's that mean? It means you either think I'm crazy or you're confessing just like I am that we've got work to do. What's God going to do with His church? I believe He's going to use us in mighty ways. But we've got to get ready for this. What's next? Whatever's coming next. He's going to, he's going to do some things in us. And If you'll pray this prayer with me, and it's just coming to me right now, if you'll pray this prayer, I believe the Holy Spirit's saying right now, Norm, I've already invited you to come. I want to put some things in you that I'm going to use to bring me glory and praise and honor. I'm going to put some tools in your tool belt. Tell the people this. I'm going to put some tools in their tool belt that are going to help them to reach people who need to hear this good news. I'm going to give them opportunities that they didn't even know existed. Some are going to speak to, ooh, this is, this is crazy. Some are even going to speak to governors, people in high places. You're going to be given an opportunity to share your faith. Don't let this scare you in public. And God's going to use your witness to reach a multitude. I believe this is coming to me through the Lord right now. You can test it. If you want to be part of this prayer, just lift your hand up. Or hands. <laughs> Let's worship Him. Let's worship Him. Just tell him, Lord, I love you. I need you. I can't do this on my own. I don't want to try. First and foremost, Lord, I need you to keep my heart soft. Would you pray this with me? Lord, keep my heart soft. I want to look like you. Jesus. Son of God. 
King of kings, Lord of lords, my Savior. I confess my sin, known and unknown. And I pray, Lord, that you will cleanse me of all my unrighteousness and use me as the potter. I'm the clay. Use me. Shape me. Mold me to be a tool in your hand. I give you permission to rock my world, to transform me the way I think, the way I feel, the way I act, to look more like Jesus. And when I do, I pray, Lord, that people, when they see me coming, they're going to see the light. They're going to see hope. They're going to see Jesus in me. I pray this all in Jesus' name. To you be all the glory, Lord, and all the praise. And everybody that agrees, said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand today. I don't want to preach this message again. I hope you guys know that I, I don't take what I do up here lightly. And I wouldn't say these things if I didn't feel they were directly from the Lord. And I hope in your spirit you can sense that the Lord is working here. I don't want you to go out of here thinking, man, it's like, we just can't do this. No, the opposite. That's not God speaking that. That's the devil saying that. What God's saying is you can do all things through His Son, Jesus. You can. You are more than conquerors, right? Right? What can't God do? Jesus said you will do greater things than these. I think we're about to see that. But it's going to take work. Everybody say it, work. Do you guys have homework? Do you ever get homework? I get it, but I can't. All right, you get her. You're one of those. Okay, she, she, you're, you're a good girl. No, you do it. You do what you're supposed to do. You're good. Pastor Barb used to do that. We'd get homework, and she'd have it done in a day, and I'd be waiting till the last minute. And... I believe the Holy Spirit's just telling us it's going to be work. He's going to have homework for us to do. Do me a favor this week. Spend some time with the Lord. Get plugged into Him, into the vine. Let Him refresh your spirit, renew you on the inside. And then ask Him, what do you want to do with me, Lord? Who do you have for me, Lord? Be specific. Who is out there that you want me to speak to, Lord. Would you say it out loud? Because you'll remember it better. Who do you have out there that you have for me to speak to, Lord? And let's go out and make a difference. What am I going to tell them? Well, just quote the book of John. No. Just be honest and open and tell Him what He's done for you. You all said you're born again. I saw you. So did God. If you're born again, that means Jesus is in you and you have everything you need to share what He's done for you. See how I tricked you there? I didn't. Does that make sense? It's, does anything I've said today resonate with you guys? Do you, you feel like it's... 
Can we do something with this as a church? I said this last week. We're, we're coming up with strategic things that this church is going to do to prepare us for what's to come. I could see the day, Roger, not to freak you out, I can see the day when we're doing two or maybe three services here because there isn't enough room. I can see the day when, when, when you're hosting church in your own homes and you're sharing that good news in intimate settings with others. Some like believers, some who are just curious. And you're going to lead them to the Lord in your homes. God is going to use us. But we've got to prepare ourselves. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. All right, Lord, I've yammered enough. Bless this people, Lord, as only you can. Each of us, Lord, put wind in our sails. Put wind inside of us. Breathe into us, Lord, the Holy Spirit. If we haven't received it, God, we pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. Use us as only you can, Lord, to be a, a voice for the kingdom of God. Remind us of our mission. And Lord, I pray for every family here that you would show favor on them. That you would give them increase, Lord, in, in everything. Whether it's health, resources, finances. Lord, that you just bless the socks off of these people because they love you and we are your children. I pray for just general prosperity over this church today. In Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I pray you'd release the gifts in this body. Whether it's the gifts of prophecy, administration, healing, Lord, discernment, hospitality. Lord, whatever you choose to download into this body, I pray we would receive it, be ready for it, and use it when we get it. And Lord, that you would do what only you can do, that you would grow your church. And we give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. Again, we pray this in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great week in Jesus. We'll see you next time.